0: There are two kinds of people in this world, those who act, and those who prefer to be acted upon. What I'd like to talk about today in discussing friendship is the importance of becoming a cause rather than an effect. This is what we see in the song that I just sang, where Rama and Sita had so much inner wealth that they were able to be happy, whether they were in a palace, whether they were out in the forest, owning nothing at all, just sleeping on the bare ground, they had the strength to overcome great tests, and uh, always remained happy, and then when finally they won through and they came back to their palace and were reaccepted there, it was all the same to them. If you want to have the riches of this world, and friendship certainly is one of the great riches that mankind can experience, then what What you need, more than anything else, is to be strong in yourself and learn to like yourself, you might say. Whatever you are outside, whatever happens to you outside, depends upon what you are in yourself. The stronger you are within, the stronger everything will come together, the more clearly and focus everything will come together in this world. What we find is that people basically, and this is true, especially in our big cities, people are lonely. They don't know their next-door neighbors. They don't know the people with whom they work. They don't take time to be human. They go mechanically to work. They work mechanically. They come home mechanically. They turn on the television. They don't put out that kind of energy that will bring them friends. And then when they have people whom they meet who they think could be friends, they just sort of lean on them so much, they become beggars. They try to draw instead of giving. And then they wonder, why does it all go sour? Why don't they have good friends? And many people think of friendship, too, in sort of a superficial way of just sort of partying together, laughing together. but. Friendship should be something deeper, there should be a sharing of ideals, there should be sharing on a deeper level of your aspirations, the things you hope, hope to reach, your disappointments. True friends should be able to cry together too, or at least to help each other when one of them cries. But it all begins with you, and it begins of course in a sense with what you put out. If you want to have friends, then you should be a friend first. But more than that, people can try to be friends and still be sort of not the right kind of friend to have. What we really need to do is befriend ourselves first. And how do you befriend yourself? Well, by developing in yourself those things that you really like. I know people will will say, well, you've got to love yourself. Well, I don't know what that, that means, really. I certainly don't want to love qualities in myself that are basically unlovable, that would be living in a sort of a cloud. Uh, I think that it's very good to get the feedback from other people that helps me to see myself as they see me and perhaps as I am. It doesn't mean that I should depend too much on their opinion of me because their opinion is very probably a projection of their own likes and dislikes, and people very often will like others because those people endorse their own opinion. So you can't rely too much on others, but still you begin to notice a little something if everybody turns away when you come on the scene. It should tell you something, that when people are really harmonious, others come because they want to be in their presence. It's sort of like everybody wanting to get out on the beach in the sunlight, wanting to get out of the cellar into the lawn where the, where the fresh air is and the sun is shining. Everybody wants to be in the company of those who can give them what they want. And it all comes back to liking that part of yourself which is worthy of being liked, and having the faith that that is what you really are, rather than all the little pettiness and selfishness and meanness and all the things that make you sort of not like yourself. It's short-cutting it to say, oh, I love myself anyway. What you should do is see what you don't like And then, you could put it this way, love your potential goodness. Love your potential for growth, for spiritual development, for unfoldment in the skies of perfection. That you can love. In other words, don't be hooked on the thought that you're no good. Yogananda used to say that a saint is a sinner who never gave up. And this is what we need to look at in ourselves, that we need to see that potentially we are much more than we are now manifesting. And we should love that potential. We should love the basic goodness that is in us, rather than covering up our mistakes by saying, I love myself anyway. There was a song I heard, I love myself just the way I am. Well, that's true on a certain level because just the way you are is not the way you're pretending to be right now. You're living in the false hypnosis that you have all these human weaknesses of anger and jealousy and greed and whatever it might be. But the way you really are underneath all of that, that is what you have been for eternity. And all of these things are just like a little mud piled on the top of gold. But if you remove that mud, then you've got the gold again, fully manifest. And so it isn't as if so much that you've got to learn to be truthful, kind, loving, and so on. It can help, but mainly what you need to do is get rid of those things that aren't you. You aren't the meanness that comes from your ego's relationship with others in competition with them and envy of them and so on. You aren't envy. You aren't uh, all the qualities that, make you sort of embarrassed for what, the way you've lived so far. But that isn't you, and that's part of the beauty of this, that the real you is perfection. The real you is perfect, because you're a child of God. You were made in the image of God, and that means you were made in the image of his perfection. When Jesus said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father is in heaven is perfect, that was a fairly drastic summons, to become as perfect as God, essentially, is what he's saying. And most people would dismiss that as an impossibility and therefore say he was talking uh, figuratively. But in truth, the saints have given us this as our duty in life, to recognize our sonship with God, to recognize that we belong to him and that he is our reality. Now, when you love that in yourself, then you're affirming that, you're clinging to that, and gradually you're becoming that. And when you say that these things which I don't love are not me, and I refuse to accept that they are, it'll be a lot easier for you to get rid of them if you accept that they are not your true self. So to be a friend of others requires, first of all, that you discover that level of reality in yourself, that will make you the friend of yourself. In the Indian scripture, the Bhagavad Gita, it says that when the Self is truly the friend of the Self, then it's a friend indeed. But when it's the enemy of the Self, it's the greatest enemy. You are your own greatest friend, and you can be also your own greatest enemy. So don't worry about all those other people, because when you're right, everything will go right anyway. The world is like a mirror. It will give back to you whatever you are. And if you are happy, other people will cluster around you, because they want to bask in your happiness. They want to share in it. They want to become that themselves. They appreciate that reminder that you're giving them that maybe they've got that potential too. But to be a friend truly to others is to be that kind of friend which uplifts them and that means to befriend your own self by attuning yourself to your own higher nature, to your own deeper reality. Now with that, the next thing that we need to do if we want to find friends is be a friend. Now how can you be a friend? Well, first of all, see friendship in terms of what you can give to it, not what you're getting out of it. There's a difference between divine selfishness and worldly selfishness. That kind of moral teaching that says you shouldn't be selfish is sort of impractical, really, because we all want something. And to pretend that we don't is the first step toward living in a dream world. We all want something. We want happiness. We want fulfillment. Yes, we want friendship. Why not? We want peace of mind. We want love. Everybody does. So the thing is that if we're selfish in the way that the egotistical kind of person is, we're sort of running around like beggars saying, please give me a smile, please give me a little love, please give me a little happiness, please give me a little loyalty. And in this way, well, you know, when you when a beggar comes to you if he uh, the most he can ask is a quarter a dollar maybe this in this day of inflation but he can't ask you a lot whereas your own deepest friend dearest friend your own child he can ask you anything because he knows that you'd share everything you've got with him that's how god is and that's how you can be with others and the thing is that when you're that kind of to come back to the subject of divine selfishness that, why should you be a friend of others? Why should you give friendship to others? People will say, well, I, uh, what am I doing? Giving, I want to feel it myself. It's not, it's not wrong to expand your selfless, self, sense of self, and to feel that you were, you were happier in sharing your happiness with others. You feel more love in giving love to others. And that's another aspect of friendship that it doesn't need to have reasons. You shouldn't think that, oh, I like this person because he's got this, this and that kind of personality. Really, the kind of friendship that I'm talking about, most of all, is that kind that doesn't have any quality, any, any qualifications, any conditions that you love because you're happy loving, happier loving than not loving. And if people treat you badly, then you don't worry about how they treat you. You still are happier loving than not loving. And so, whether they treat you badly or well, you still love them. You can't love people that way as long as you're thinking of each one with his own personality. But you can love people that way when you have this love to give that's in your heart and when you can just give it to God in them. When you can expand and feel that it's really your own love that you're feeling through other people. When you have that kind of attitude, then no matter where you go in life, you'll find complete strangers coming up to you and treating you as if you were their own dearest friend. It works. You know, there's a beautiful story of a Swami in India who came to this country at the turn of the century. And the tradition in India for swamis is that they carry no money with them. Somebody had given him a ticket to come to America. He felt the inspiration to come here, and he knew that God would take care of him. He felt that God had guided him so far, and he wasn't at all worried. As the ship was coming into the harbor of San Francisco, uh, a man came up to him, and he said, "Uh, um, Do you know where you're going? No, God will take care of me. He said, well, uh, uh, does nobody know you're coming? No, nobody knows. All the time with this blissful smile. Do you have any friends in this country? I have one. Who is it? You. The man was so completely captivated by this answer that he took care of him and arranged a whole countrywide tour uh, for the man. It turned out that he had the means to do so uh, for this Swami. And just with that simple answer of somebody who felt that, yes, the person I'm with now is my friend. If you want to have friends, then be a friend. And if you want to be a friend, don't have reasons for being a friend. Don't be particular in the way you love people, but rather just love everybody because God is a part of them. God is in them. Feel as if you were loving God in them, and then feel as if it was God's love and not your own that you were giving them. Because when we give our love as human beings, then that love is limited, limited by this little human heart, limited by this personality. But, and this is why I've often talked about the importance of meditation. If you will spend a little time every day, a half hour, an hour, just to get calm and get close to God, to not only pray to God, but listen in the silence for his answer. Feel his presence within you, and then allow that love and that inspiration to express itself so that wherever you go, you see your divine beloved, your divine friend, and wherever you go, you feel that he through you is blessing whatever you touch and everyone you meet. And you will find that no matter where you are, you may not know the language, You may not know the people, you may not know the customs, but somehow they will take you to their heart, and they will think of you as your true friend, as somebody dearer to you, dearer to them, than perhaps people they've lived with all their lives. When my teacher, Paramahansa Yogananda, died, Many letters came in from all over the world, people who had never met him, people who had read his books, people who had read his autobiography of a yogi, but people to whom he was essentially a person they knew through the books, a person they knew through his consciousness, but not somebody they'd ever hobnobbed with. And I remember how many letters, in how many letters, I read that people were saying his death was more painful to me than the death of my own parents, my own dearest ones. How anyone can have that much impact on other lives. It's not possible on a human level, but it's possible in God. That's the kind of love Jesus had. That's why people are still inspired by him after 2,000 years. And if he can do it, if Yogananda could do it, then it's there to be done, it's there to be felt, it's there to be shared. Be a friend of others in God and you will find that God will befriend you through others. And then even if things don't go well because people have their own problems or you may have lessons to learn, but somehow you will find that even the difficult lessons will always be something to be grateful for. God won't give you always what you ask for. But he will give you much more than you ask if you pray to him with faith and commune with him with love.